Hello! Welcome to the week 15 edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> yes! The uh, the Eagles, under the able command of Nicola Foles, beat the Rams in a 30-23 to upset. And in other news, the Eagles front office has decided to trade Carson Wentz to the Redskins for a paperclip and a seventh rounder. I love that Bill Simmons is trying to start all the Carson Wentz trade rumors. Yeah. (laughs) So Matt and I were talking about this before you joined Amanda, but in the playoff picture, the Eagles need to win out, essentially, and they need the Vikings to drop one of their last two to either the Lions on the road or at home against the Bears, who potentially will have nothing to play for. So the slimmest of slimmest chances, still, the string along. Amanda, we predicted this. Yeah. They like to mess with us. So Yeah, but you you predicted that pre-Cowboys. After the Cowboys lost, we all thought the season was over. Fair, fair point. Well, we, weren't, we weren't mathematically dead. <laughs> Spiritually dead, of course. So I watched the extended highlights of the game, and – Everything had to go right for us to win that game. It definitely seemed like the offense was flowing, but again, still a slow start. We only had six points going into uh, the end of the half, and then they had that drive to score late in the first half. But we still did a lot of things. It just, it's weird. It just felt different. And it felt like when they were hanging around, and then, of course, you know, in the third quarter, Goff made some terrible plays, but they had a fourth and one in midfield that they didn't convert. So it's really funny because. Now, like, we have this whole, like, oh, Nick Foles just, like, rallies the team better than Carson Wentz kind of thing starting, which I don't mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really funny. When you look at the, the game last night, they made a lot of the same dumb mistakes but somehow stayed in the game. And then the second half, it all just came together. To your point, Matt, I was looking at the stats. And uh, there we were only four for 13 on third down. So that's pretty pedestrian. And Nick – even though he felt like he played really well, he threw for 270 yards and an interception. So, yeah, and that was a bad pick to let them get that. You know, we were up 17 at that point. The game should have been over, and that, that gave him some momentum to almost come back and tie the game, which every Eagles fan thought they were going to do. It finally felt like there was a game where everything broke our way between the Jared Goff butt fumble, whatever that was, and the punt return where the punt returner just – just gave it up and hadn't been touched. Fumbled himself. And Fumbled then on the, himself. <laughs> the fourth and two when they went for it, I was like, they're, they're not going to overturn this. They're not going to overturn this. They're <laughs> going to somehow find this as a completion. I know yeah. they will. Yeah. And even even then, the Ra- I felt like the Rams are going to tie it at the end. Yeah. Oh, they almost did. And I thought there was definitely going to be a pass interference call in that last play. Yeah. So. So. I guess do you, does this game does this game restore your faith in Douglas at all? I mean, I don't think we've ever lost faith in Doug or Carson. We've just been mad at them. It's a complicated relationship. Yeah, I think we're like, losing a little faith in Doug. That was yeah, I was uh, losing a little Doug altitude. I uh, think we were all worried that maybe without Frank Reich, it was it wasn't going to be the same. 
as we said, the the Patriots are the anomaly. Most teams, especially coming off a Super Bowl year, regress, you know, to the mean a little bit. And everything went right for them last year. We underestimated the Carson Wentz injury, which I talked about extensively last week. I think what you saw this week is Foles with a healthy knee. They had him roll out more. They did a lot of things that they just can't do with Wentz right now until they feel like his knee is fully healed. I think that was the biggest difference. And it just felt like Foles was spreading the wealth a lot better. Well, I I actually think it was a bit simpler than that although he did have the big play the chunk plays to Alshon which were awesome one of which though was just a gift that one where Nelly and Alshon they're both wide open and they just ran right past both safeties it was like they weren't playing football and when you saw the ball go up there you're like they're gonna run into each other and this is not gonna be completed I would have blamed (laughs) either one of them because they just ended up in the same place (laughs) it was almost as if the safeties on the Rams were playing the FC Delco offside track yeah buddy (laughs) <laughs> classic classic uh but i it's, i think it's simple i feel like the whole game came down to the line play the offensive line beat the rams defensive line like we were able to run the ball in well uh, we ran the ball team, aaron donald we ran the ball what i'd say about our offensive line they play a gotta, lot better when we the run the ball they gotta they do they just the get more engaged i'm sorry like whether you, you believe in the Ray Diddy 65 and older argument, this line plays better if there's Listen, a good it's, it's run It's a formula that never fails. I'm just uh, saying, you engage your offensive line because they like blocking for the run more. They always, If you talk to any offensive line, get Brian on the phone. Let's ask him. <laughs> I, I, can, I can loop him in if you really want me to. <laughs> and the, uh, what do you like blocking for better? <laughs> quick survey. <laughs> Right. Amanda's husband run. played center for the Pink Quakers. That's who Brian is. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you like run blocking, pass blocking, or going to Google Christmas parties? You can only answer one. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> Brian, do you like run run blocking or pass blocking better as a lineman? Um, run blocking. He said run yeah. blocking. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. <laughs> He's looking at me like, Here, what do you do? What do you want to do? We're experts, all right? <laughs> and the, uh, and our, our D-line got home and was really wrong-footing Goff, who had happy feet. Michael Bennett and Fletcher Cox were on, on their game. They've been on the game all year, but yeah, that was – and then, you know, they, they got pressure with just four, which is always the key to the defense. And then, yeah, this – this team, offensive line, defensive line, that's the Andy Reid school thought that Dougie P believes in as well. Well, and uh, uh, the eagle eye in the sky was also saying that Goff has just been, over the last month, really bad. And he did, he missed a bunch of throws last night. So I think it was, obviously the defensive line getting home helped, but Goff has is, is, uh, kind of been negated over the last month. It seems to be a book out on, on how you prevent Goff from succeeding. Yeah, the you know, it seems like the Detroit game. Speaking of the Lions, they they're like, we're gonna let Gurley run as much as you want to let him run, but we're gonna make and golf the, beat us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that was uh, that was thrilling. It felt good. It felt good to get a win. It felt like last year it did. The magic of Foles felt felt like it had returned, like Chris Collinsworth said. Well, especially against a team that. You know, as a as an actual Super Bowl contender, 
So should we uh, have Carson Wentz play the first 12 to 14 weeks of the season, then bench him and have Foles come in <laughs> for the last two or three regular season games in the playoffs? Seems to be a winning formula. It sounds really <laughs> expensive, though. I died. What was GT? What did you say in your text? It was like, look at Nick Foles. Can't tie his shoes. Oh, yeah. In, <laughs> in the early regular season, you can't tie his own shoes. But in big games, he's like Tom Brady. See, well, you outplayed Tom Brady last year. He's got Eli Manning syndrome. Yeah. Or uh, Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah, the Flack attack. Yeah, he had a couple of good runs in the playoffs when he's never been great in the regular season. They so how many, what percentage of Eagles fans do you honestly think, believe that Nick Foles should be the starter and they should get rid of Carson Wentz? I think it's a, an alarming 40%. <laughs> no. What? 50%. Yeah. I, no, no way. I would Everyone's think. asking the question in their own minds. I would say 20% max. Yeah, I, mm. but I'm, it's probably a very local. Uh, sorry, local localized twenty to twenty five percent. Right. Like he won us the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. We should trade Carson Wentz and get a couple first round picks for him. Now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we start Nick, and he goes, yeah, six and ten. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wentz is our, still our future as, as hard on him as I've been all year. I think it's just the last two weeks have proven to me that he just hasn't been healthy and whether, you know, this back injury was a part of it as well. You know, it's definitely the knee has not healed at the rate they had expected. And they just, there's, there's just limited playbook. So I'm starting to believe that we should never lost faith in Dougie P is that he just had a very limited playbook compared to last year because they were just protecting Wentz's knee. Yeah, but uh, clearly a failure of the staff letting Carson play as much as he did this year. Oh, the medical staff. I agree because you could tell Carson was not reading the field like he did last year. And that's why he just depended on his security playing the Ertz. And I was saying in the Cowboys game, if Alshon's one-on-one, you got to just give it give him a chance because he plays with his body and you saw Foles do that pretty much every time if uh Jeffrey's a single coverage he, he threw it to him I mean can you imagine playing with like a lower back injury anything I couldn't even jog with a lower back injury <laughs> you can't even well, jog healthy yeah listen that's besides the point yeah <laughs> my physical fitness is not at subject here by the way, Regan spotted you at the DirecTV gym or AT&T gym. Now. She's coming like, hot out. Yeah, she's like, I think I your brother's there. For, a group class. I think your brother's there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at a group class. Oh, okay. Trying to get back in shape for the holidays. No, I'm just trying to prevent a uh, heart attack. <laughs> so, you, from, so you jog mental, once every three months. fitness and coronary attack prevention. He takes a class at AT&T gym once a quarter. <laughs> it's once a week, <laughs> one to two times. Oh, it's hey, a good look one. At you. What class it's is it? It's a hit. Oh, high intensity. Yeah. Oh, I know what hit stands for. Thank you. <laughs> we do the uh, the daily burn app at home. Just you know, like insane. Uh huh. Arbitrary jumping followed by planking, followed by more arbitrary jumping. It's exhausting. I would pay to see the video of you doing your home workout. 
Hell yeah. Everyone looks like an idiot when they work out. In YQ's yoga pants. Yeah, in the women's yoga pants. First of all, they're mine. Okay? They're my yoga pants. Which which was YQ's that she didn't return, that you confiscated. Yeah. Oh, these are too big for you? I'll take these. Don't worry. (laughs) Listen, you guys think you look any... Look any cooler doing your spins and your yogas? You look oh, just I, as ridiculous. I, I know, I know, I look great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very intimidating. It was a very intimidating yoga class night. I was like, everybody's in goddamn great shape around here. Well, yeah, you go to the Equinox in Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Like, it was pretty. That's crazy. like this, the Premier League of gyms in America. <laughs> I was like, do any of you like eat like sweets or drink too much during your holiday parties? No, no, they're juicing. <laughs> Why do you yeah. think Donovan McNabb's hitting on women at the Quinox in Santa Monica? No, that was the Marine Del Rey one where I thought he was saying hello to me. Oh, that's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the class I like the most ridiculous in is bar class, which is supposed to be like. Oh, you know, pretending the, to do ballet? Yeah, but I am not gla- graceful, so I just look like a bull in a china shop compared, compared to all these like dainty, tiny women, and I'm like, can barely squat down. <laughs> like, I pulled out my back. This hurts. Yeah, we would never have gone with graceful to describe you, Amanda. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what is, the, dare what is you. the appeal of the bar method? It's supposed to be like more toning. You know, it's like a strength exercise for people who aren't trying to bulk. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's surprisingly hard to, to do all those little tucks. Is it good for your back? Should we have Carson doing bar method? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potentially. All right. Whatever all right, needs so to I feel like we should we get back to Eagles talk or are we done with the Eagles? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. That's fine. No, but I'm saying because I, I'm proud of us that we're not buying because you, you can tell, like, I'm sure the stupid local sports talk radio, can, can you already know, like, they're like, Foles or Wentz, Foles or Wentz, which is such a stupid argument. Like, it was a great win. Everything turned right. When you watch the game, like, we got very lucky to get away with, with a win in Los Angeles still. And like you said, GT, everything had to turn right. Yeah, I think, well, what was refreshing was – and it felt like we were lucky more than anything, especially on the FC Delco offsize trap play. Uh, it's like every shot play that we got with Foles, even though he got hit and like some of the balls were just like hanging up there for a million years. It felt like we like hit on three big plays to Alshon. Yeah. And that Alshon just wasn't it. happening with Carson. That was the only thing in the stat lines where we're like, wow, that was, we haven't seen that all year is Alshon with 160 yards. Exactly. But I think, that all comes down to the, it was the O line held up just long enough for Foles to you know unleash it and they get smacked by Aaron Donald. Yeah, no, I mean Aaron Donald's gonna make his plays just like Fletcher Cox, the two best defensive interior defensive linemen in the league. So how how good was that? I I laughed out loud when Fletcher Cox just threw the center to the ground with one hand. Did you <laughs> it's see amazing. That it's amazing how strong he is. Like. Last week against the Cowboys against an, Earth, yeah all, all yeah. pro lineman and he just just ran right through him just with like pure strength. Yeah, he's a beast. He's awesome. I love Fletcher Cox. Do you feel like part of this too is that 
the Eagles off the street secondary is finally getting reps and is playing a little better also. But Avante, Avante Maddox, Maddox was hurt. Game. Yeah, but he was hurt. So Yeah, that's true. We got so he came back and looked like he was making plays. It looked like they were playing him at corner instead of safety, which helped. That was a hell of an interception he made in the yeah. first half. So yeah, you know, I, but it's all about the front four. It's all about the defensive line. It's all about the offensive line. If they're going to win these last two weeks, both of those, you know, that's who's going to win and lose games for us. And then decent play from our quarterback. If we can get those three things, we should win the last two games. Now it just depends if, you know, if we can actually do that and if Minnesota can act like Minnesota has all year and choke. I do have this, like, uh, fear in the back of my mind that will – put away the Texans and have a chance to get into the playoffs if we beat the Redskins and somehow lose to Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. Well, if that happens, we don't deserve to make the playoffs. Right. But, you know, this would be perfect for the string-along season. And the crushing defeats that killed us during the year will come back to haunt us. So, you know, if we finish 9-7 and and don't make the playoffs, it's not like I'm like, oh, we deserve to make it. You know, it's like, no, we – choked on games that we should have won isn't there a shred of you though that is hoping we'll sneak into the playoffs at nine and seven like the giants and then nikolai falls will find his magic again and we'll somehow oh, of course. run every every eagles fans thinking that you can tell every eagles fans re-engaged again we're all hoping that that would be an amazing turn of events to have like some miracle run in us again by the way, we we have. What to if talk that? What if that? What if that happens? Like, let's just let's just do perfect scenario. What if we make it again with Nick Foles two years in a row? At that point, you have to really say, okay, we have to at least have this conversation. Ugh, I guess so. right, don't you? But then, are we I in like a Eli have- Manning situation? You just have Carson play the regular season and then Nick Cole right. play the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Matt, you've laid out the formula here. <laughs> we just have to pay our quarterbacks a combined $60 million per year. We have nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> we, we literally don't have anybody to play with them. Listen, listen, Carson, you have to sit down. But I feel fine. I'm perfectly healthy. It's week 14, Carson. Yeah, sit the sorry. down. Yeah, it just – yeah, I still – even in the most dreamlike scenario where Nick, Nick Foles makes this unbelievable run and makes it to the Super Bowl, which is the dream scenario, I still think you have to give it to Carson Wentz next year when he's healthy. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you do. But at that point, because we still have him under one year for this contract, but we have to pay him $20 million if we keep him. They're never going to do that. I'm talking about Foles. They have to renegotiate. Wentz is the only offseason. You don't know he has one year left on his rookie deal. Most of these quarterback deals are redone with a year left. Oh, so, yeah. Foles is going to be a starter somewhere else next year. Yeah. But what does, what does that contract look like? Because, you know, they had a great debate on um, the Ringer NFL shows. Like, would you take him or Case Keenum? And, like, that's a hard choice. You would say after this past weekend, GT, I know you said Keenum made two terrible picks, but – Week in and week out, that's a tough argument. You could go either way with that one. Well, I think Keenum, with Keenum, you're guaranteed like a perfectly mediocre to above mediocre quarterback, but fairly consistent mediocrity week to week. With Foles, he's either Mark Sanchez or Tom Brady, and you just don't 
most of the time it seems like he's Tom Brady in the big moments, but you just never know who's going to show up. But it's up. weeks at a time. It's not like one week to the next. It's like a yeah, four-week like stretch giant, where he drought. sucks. Yeah. Or it's like five weeks where he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, I know it's such a cliche, but it's literally one week at a time with the Eagles now. So, hey, maybe we'll make a miracle run in the playoffs or maybe we'll be done next Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, probably we lose to the Texans and it's over. I just don't think the Texans is that good. I really don't. The record I watched that Jets game and the Jets should have won that game. Yeah. Well Houston Houston uh Houston has a really good defense and a really bad offense. I think I know their identity. No, the shot has looked better and they have a great receiver that's you know probably going to torch us for at least 150 yards. Oh uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> and they got a great defensive line. Yeah. What who lines up? Who lines up against DeAndre Hopkins? Do you just play Malcolm Jenkins on him cuz he's not that fast? No, you probably play uh you probably play Maddox on him again, right? Oh, uh, probably Razul cuz Razul's taller. Oh, uh, yeah, you could put Razul on him. Razul's been solid. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure he'll make plays because he's one of those guys where even if he's covered one-on-one, he still makes unbelievable catches in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited again. Amanda doesn't sound very excited. She's been <laughs> she fell asleep. She fell asleep hours ago. I'm, I'm still here. I'm just enjoying your debates. Uh, so, do you I, have excitement again, Amanda? I do, but then and then that comes with simultaneous nerves because then that means they'll crush my excitement. Do you have Xander in a Fort Box excitement? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just it was just really nice to see them play a decent game. I just was so excited for that. And then, as you said, Matt, if they make the playoffs, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. And if they don't, then they've just met my expectations. So I'm feeling very, honestly, just very like then about it, which is very anti-normally how I feel about the Eagles. But, and as you've been saying all year, it helps that you have a Super Bowl victory in your pocket. But I just feel like they don't deserve to make the playoffs. And if they do, then that's gravy. Yeah, but we didn't deserve to make (laughs) the playoffs that year. They went 9-6-1 and and made the NFC Championship game. Right. Yeah, I've given up on being Zen. <clears throat> I can't do it. I'm incapable of Zenning with the Eagles. I was Zen up to them up being up thirty to thirteen, and then when Nikolai threw that pick and they started making that run, I, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! They're gonna let them come back and tie this game." And let's not forget, they punted the ball with three fifty-two or whatever that was, and then the guy muffed it. Thank God! Like, yeah. They were going to have 352 and I think two timeouts left. The chances of them tying them if they don't fumble it is pretty much 100%. Oh, it felt like it was go- and then they started showing all the all the games that they blew like the Titans game and and all those other ones and I was like, "Oh, well, of course. This is what's going to happen." Oh, that segment was- Carolina 17 points in the fourth quarter. They're up. They're that- up 17 points in the fourth quarter of this game. That was the most infuriating one. That was that was 
purely infuriating. And then <laughs> to have a chance to still win it. So I was just hoping they tied it with enough time to Foles to march them down the field to kick a winning field goal. Well, you hated the Jake Elliott 51 yarder call. 53 yarder. Sorry. The one he missed. The yeah. one he missed. Because yeah. he made a 51 yarder, I think. I hate I hated that call with zero timeouts left. Make them march down the field with a little more than a minute left. See, in retrospect, I thought it was the right move. Because if you make the field goal, the game's over. And if you punt it, you put the Rams back, what, at the 20 most likely? And they still have to get into the end zone. So it's not like they can can tie it with a field goal. And you're going to play like a prevent defense. So they probably get down most of the field anyway. You know, that extra 30 yards probably doesn't make a difference. Yeah, see, I think it does because they barely got it down with a half, with pretty much the 50 yard line with a minute 20. They got it to the very end. So, who knows? Also, don't you feel like it it worked out? Jacob usually makes those like high pressure 50 yarders. Yeah, he usually usually does. He usually does. I just, I just, I hated it in the moment. I just didn't feel right, but you know. Luckily, they got away with it. It, was, it would have been a much bigger discussion if, if they had indeed tied it. Also, I think Doug needs to really go back to the drawing board on all his fourth and short calls. I mean, they're so pathetic this year, aren't they? It's, it's like a, you and I could call the defense. <laughs> like, I bet it's an inside handoff. Yeah, it's just like a run right up the middle every time. Yeah. Like that fourth and one at midfield, they have like three three receivers trips left, and then it's a handoff to Josh Adams up the middle. Do you think it's a, a it's a situation where the offensive line is telling him like, "Yo, we can we'll win at the point of point of attack, coach. Just let us know, pound the rock." It can't be so vanilla. Yeah, give me give me a play action once. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the good news is that the last two weeks they've showed a lot of heart that they hadn't shown all season. I don't know why it took them this long, but, you know, that fourth quarter in the Cowboys game and then this entire game, they just seem reengaged. So <clears throat> I think we need to we need to close out a segment <clears throat> that, you know, we've revisited over the season. But did you see Carson on the sideline last night? His acne is out of control. <laughs> Growing a well, colony on his neck. <laughs> why won't he just go to a freaking dermatologist? No. I think in his rehab, since all he's doing is resting, maybe we should uh, get him on proactive. Well, what is his wife doing? I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, she's home. buying cute little, like, Christmas sweaters. They looked adorable in their Instagram video. video sorry, p- photo. Can't she be like, hey, and by the way, we need to get you some acne-free or proactive. Do you think – see, in 1996, this wouldn't be a problem. we just uh, nuke it with Accutane, <laughs> which is the power to, to kill a human life form. But that would make sense that he wouldn't do that because there's so many side effects and he's a franchise QB. So that makes sense. There's no major side effects to proactive or acne-free. It's over the counter. Maybe he was taking Accutane last season and it gave him special powers. <laughs> well, then if that's the case, then he needs to get back on that. He needs to get pumped up. <laughs> maybe maybe he's on steroids. So they say that makes you break out. Yeah, but then he wouldn't he be all jacked? Yeah. Still, and you don't want to – when you're a quarterback, you don't want to be on – it doesn't give you much to be on 
on steroids. On the juice. <laughs> so, Amanda, how long into a relationship would you wait to tell your significant other, honey, I love you to death, but you need to get that checked out? <laughs> Maybe he's, like, super sensitive about it. She doesn't want to hurt his feelings. I got even but sensitive about it. You didn't answer the question, Amanda. Okay. Uh, well, they're married at this point, so I definitely would have said something now. Yeah, exactly. Where it's not like, I mean, or what? What about his like brother? They seem real tight. Or his best <laughs> on, friend on all their hunting excursions. They're or like best friend waiting for their kill what about, behind what the about bush. Ertz? What about Ertz? He's got flawless skin. Ertz hey, should be like, dude. No, Ertz is just gonna be like, don't worry, God will cure it. As I say, the Lord careth not. The Lord careth not for your acne. Oh my God! Yeah, Earths will just be like, just pray, and the acne will go away. <laughs> yeah, Carson's like, what do you do, Zach? I don't know. I just, I just pray, <laughs> and I catch balls. Don't have skin problems. That's pretty much. That's exactly the conversation. That's exactly right. <laughs> But to your original question, Matt, uh, if you were dating, I think it's like three three to six months. I was love all sensitivity. Yeah, and right, exactly. Around the time that you start dictating what what he wears. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say she already controls his wardrobe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but uh, we were. We had we all had really bad acne, and we were aware of it all the time, weren't we? Is that just because Dale made us hyper aware of it? I feel like <laughs> I feel like even if Mom wasn't obsessed about, it, we would have been obsessed about. It. At least I would have, because no, I looked like once, crap. Once, <laughs> once the acne accurses you at age, you know, fourteen, fifteen, whatever it is, it's it's like self evident when you look in the mirror. Yeah, and it's just depressing. Like I don't know, it's weird. It's weird that he he's sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Acne is coming. These are our <laughs> words. Sorry, no hemorrhoids are coming. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> both, both are coming. That's a conversation for a different different podcast. <laughs> like the words of House Grant. These okay, are you just son. I have them, and so did your father before. <laughs> I hope you're keeping this in just to announce that to the world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, oh, yeah. And before we go, the other other thing that was big controversy was the Christmas shoes Christmas song. People were either pro Christmas shoes, like, oh, yeah, the Christmas shoes. I love that song. Or what the hell is this? And why (laughs) would you be talking about this god awful Christmas song? It's true because I played it for multiple people and. You know, if you don't give them the, a primer, like, this is supposed to be funny. They don't know how to react. Wait, nobody else appreciates how ridiculous it is? I think some people, like, feel bad laughing at it. <laughs> oh, come on. You know, this is, okay, and this is, like, what's that shitty show on NBC that everybody loves? This really, is Us. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that's just terrible. It's so corny. It's ridiculous. And nobody else agrees with me on that front. I'm like, come on. It's your crazy rich Asians. <laughs> That's how I like, feel like Christmas shoes. It's like, like when Elaine doesn't like the English patient. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally That's understand. A, <laughs> That's me with crazy rich Asians, and that's you with This Is Us. <laughs> but I'm like with you. I'm with you with This Is Us. I think it's stupid. It's so dumb. It is so that, beyond dumb. 
you you was like that last year's stupid shape of water who actually liked that movie that movie, that movie was, was terrible. terrible it was so I bad i understand what happened yeah yeah it was it was i don't get it i really don't get it yeah the movie's a tough one is it because we're now old people <laughs> no the old people are the one who vote oh okay that makes me feel better <laughs> wait what was the other like because it upset something that was supposed to win didn't it? What was it? Moonlight like? beat La La Land? No, that was the year before that. I feel like there was something else that I was like, really? This beat that? Yeah. You mean when Shakespeare in Love won? It wasn't. But a, I thought a, that was a delightful. Man's favorite movie. <laughs> it wasn't better than Saving Private Ryan. It's a classic snub. All right, well. Until until we figure that out, I think I think we've belabored the point. Pro Christmas shoes, anti <laughs> this is us. That Wait, is who the Grams are. Okay, Get Pro Out was Rice. nominated that year. Get Out was much better than Shape of Water. Yeah, which one? Get Out. Oh, Get Out. It was yeah. Call Me by Your Name. Uh, Darkest Hour. Boring. Which one was yeah, Dark Hour was. Oh, boring. that was the Churchill yeah. one. I mean, there's like eight thousand Churchill movies every year. Yeah, God, it's like it's like a rite of passage every Christmas we have to <laughs> suffer through a new one. Yeah, but Dunkirk deserved it more than Shape of Water. I mean, it was slow, but at least like that feels like an Academy Award winner, not yeah. having sex just, with a fish man. Yeah, it's just hard to take <laughs> British people seriously anymore. I just love that that really succinct synopsis. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like that, like it's like, oh, what one for best picture? Oh, it's a movie where this woman has sex with a fish man. You're joking, yeah. right? No, it's that one. Tolerance, that no, that really did win. Okay, that, it's about that, animal that, rights. See, that makes zero sense to me. <laughs> you literally could have made that up. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you think it was like an SNL sketch. All right, so the nominees are a movie about Churchill, <laughs> a social political commentary, and a movie about a woman who has sex. <laughs> oh, God. And by the way, they show it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's featured prominently. Uh Oh, okay. Well, I think it's time to end this podcast. <laughs> and I can't wait to see what song GT plays us out on with <laughs> Sex with the Fish Man. Huh. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough call tonight. <laughs> I'm sure you'll come up with something genius, GT. I have no doubt. I always do. Godspeed. All right. All right. All right, let's go Eagles. Woo! And boo Vikings. Lose one of the last two. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, until next week. All right. Bye. Bye.
Yes.